and welcome to Shared Ins, the podcast on iOS development by three iOS developers in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Sam Quarter. I'm Alex Argo. And I'm Alex Robinson. Hey guys, uh, we are doing a little pre-recording here. Uh, this is going to be our episode where we talk about WWDC. Uh, specifically, we're going to talk about things like what to do when you're at WWDC, because that's very important for a new person. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an experience, uh, and there's all kinds of stuff that you can easily get lost in. Yeah, I know the first year I went was 2012, and if it weren't for you guys that had been there a year prior, I would have definitely been lost. So I've been to three now. Uh, what about you guys? One, two, each? I think I've, I think I've been to two. Okay. I've been to three of them so far. Yeah, unfortunately, I won't be going back this year. Would have loved to, but it wasn't in the cards. I got my watch instead. Yeah, maybe next year. We'll see. There won't be any brand new babies that time. So, <laughs> so, so let's let's start off. Uh, you know, right when you get there, uh, or when you get to the conference, what what's the kind of first thing you do, and and when do you get to the conference? Would you guys say? I usually try and get there a good day or so early um, to take some time to spend in San Francisco because that's you know an amazing city that is unlike any other city. Uh, so being in the Midwest, don't get out there as often as we would like. So definitely plan to have some time to just be a tourist and, and check out the place. Yeah, I... Uh even flying out there is kind of a pain for me. It's it's a long flight, and having long legs and always cramped in those airline seats. So it's definitely good to have a day to just gather your wits about you and recover from your flight. That does take a lot out of you. And and then having Sunday. So I usually like to get there on Saturday, and then kind of eat some dinner and hang around a little bit and then Sunday morning get up go to the registration get my stuff and then have the rest of the day to myself or the group that I'm with yeah we we should be clear uh, when we say a day before the conference starts even though it you know sessions and stuff only start on Monday uh Sunday is when you can go in and get your badge and you're going to want to do that uh if you want to do anything early that next day when it starts. Yeah. And there are groups that organize bus trips out to the Apple campus. Uh, I don't remember. Do you guys remember the name of the group that does that? Jeff LaMarche used to organize it and he called it the, the pilgrimage uh, to the Apple campus in Cupertino. Uh, part of that is to, visit the Apple company store where you can pick up t-shirts and all sorts of Apple branded gear, swag. Yeah. Although I've found that some of that gear, the quality in it, it's okay. It's not great. And you definitely pay a quality price. 
but it's definitely fun to go out to one infinite way and one see one infinite loop right one infinite loop yeah sorry <laughs> one infinite loop and and check out the campus and and see where all the magic happens yeah and i like eating at bj's there even though it's not yeah, you know, it's a it's an average restaurant. It's pretty it's good, but it's not great. But knowing that a lot of Apple employees go there and eat lunch and probably talk about what's coming up in the new WWDC or something, you know, just brainstorming ideas or whatever, it's kinda cool to think that you might be sitting in a table where some new feature from Mac OS ten has been developed or talked about. Yeah, and just to be clear, you guys mentioned going to the Apple Store. I think it's opened uh, kind of as a special occasion thing that Sunday before WWDC, uh, just for for people who are in town for that. Their company store is not normally open on Sundays, I believe. Right, I think it's closed Saturdays and Sundays. So if you wanted to go back out, you'd have to go out during the week, during the conference. And it's crowded, too. There's a lot of people in that store that day. And you can, even if there isn't an organized trip out there, you can take the train or you know, one year we we got a zip car and went out to Cupertino and Mountain View. Uh, we also stopped at the Computer History Museum, which if you've never been there, that was a... That's a really cool place to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could even stop by the uh, Google headquarters and go hang out by all their little statues <laughs> of all the different Android releases. And Troll a few statues. Them. Yeah, take some fun pictures. Yeah, but don't park in the Google parking lot because they will get mad at you. These little Googlers on their bicycles come up and tell you you got to move your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you park this, in the insurance company's spaces right next to that area, you're fine. And this may actually be the last year, I think, for the uh, pilgrimage to be going to Infinite Loop because I think next by next year the new campus should be finished if i'm i i might be wrong on that but who Uh, knows that seems reasonable 2016 yeah if not this year the next year will probably be the last one so there'll be a new cooler pilgrimage after that yeah and to be clear you you can't see a whole lot of the apple campus you can see the store you can see the parking lot you can't go inside or anything (laughs) They're not too unless happy you have to some, try that. Unless you have some type of connection, but yeah. Yeah. But it is definitely getting out there to go to the store is cool. It's good. Um, you can buy stuff there that you can't buy at the little conference store. But there's also stuff at the conference store that you're not going to be able to get at the company store. Yeah, like the conference t-shirt and probably a few other things that are specific to the conference. And if you're planning to get a conference shirt, buy it on the first day because the sizes sell out before the end of the week. Yeah, very quickly. Uh, Last year, they had, it was all Swift shirts, and they had long sleeve ones and short sleeve ones, and the short sleeve ones sold out pretty quickly. So, So, yeah, definitely jump on that. But I think the company store is not open until the second day of Tuesday, right? It's, I'm pretty sure it's not open during the keynote. No, it's not. Uh, it might open up later that day, but it, it changes from year to year. 
Yeah, but you'll know when it's open. So if you are going to take some time to spend in San Francisco or not, um, one common mistake people make the first time they go out is they assume it's California in June, the weather's going to be perfect for shorts and t-shirts, and that's that's probably a, a big mistake to make. It's it's a lot cooler in San Francisco than it is in other parts. Yeah. So, and then dress for the weather. At night, it can get quite cool. It starts out at a normal temperature during the day. Well, in the morning, it's kind of cool, but then during the day, normal temperatures, feels decent, and then those winds start blowing in off the bay, and it really cools the place down. Yeah, and I... You know, there's a reason Apple gives away a jacket every year, not just because it's tradition, but, you know, a lot of people arrive there without a jacket at all. Yeah. Well, I heard it used to be laptop bags and other swag like that. I like the jacket. Yeah, there's always, there's always some cool swag that you get when you, when you come to register uh, that, that Sunday or if you do it the, the day after. Um, but I, I think before we get into talking about all of the, the stuff... Uh, that you should do while the conference is going on. Maybe we should talk about kind of what you can do before, maybe if you say a little bit after, like what, what's the cool stuff that you guys have done in San Francisco? Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to mention, though, is that San Francisco has a really good public transport system, and so you can get to the airport. You can get from the airport to your hotel room using the BART, and it's only about $10 each way. And that's really cheap compared to, say, taking a taxi or renting a car right there. I I definitely wouldn't rent a car at the airport for any length of time. Yeah, you pop up, like, right south of, of Union Square, which is kind of in the heart of it all. So that's definitely the, the way I'd recommend going, too, after you get off your plane. Yeah, uh, ten stops or so and about half an hour, and then you're right there. So, yeah, and then uh, there's definitely a lot of things to see around there. What were some of the favorite things that you guys did? Well, I think the coolest thing that I've ever done, and I only did part of it, but uh, a whole group of us got together and we rented some bikes, of, of which there's lots of places in San Francisco you can rent them, and we kind of biked from... It's the wharf, kind of a, right? Yeah, from the from the wharf all the way to the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, which was just a really cool thing to do. It's kind of along the kind of the coast of San Francisco, and then if you're if you're adventurous, uh, maybe some of you who've who've gone further than that can tell us a little bit about what's beyond. <laughs> well, you get to the Civil War Museum there, and that's the base where the the bridge is, and you've got some crazy switchbacks to go up the hill to get to the level of the bridge and then you're out on the bridge and it's it's nice it's it's windy though it was very windy when i went um when you get to the actual uh i think they're pylons the big bridge supports you kind of turn into the wind and then you turn to go in the same direction as the bridge and then you turn back to go you put your back to the wind, and it really gives you a boost. Uh, but yeah, it was, that was really fun. You get some good pictures of the. Well, you don't get great pictures of Alcatraz from the bridge, but 
it's a it's definitely a cool experience and then getting into Sausalito was fun Alex I think you did that once too didn't you yeah we did that uh and you bike down a windy hill with cars going really fast and uh it you know you struggle on the way up and to get to the bridge and then on the way down it's pretty much a a speed race down the hill uh, into Sausalito, which is a cool little town. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, a lot of art galleries and nice restaurants, which definitely wasn't in the mood to get to a nice restaurant after biking across that bridge. But the the bike companies that you can rent from, they'll usually give you a voucher, and that voucher is good to take a ferry back across the the bay back into the wharf uh definitely recommend that i think you don't have to pay anything for the voucher up front but if you use it it's like another ten dollars or something and you can definitely get some good views of alcatraz from there yeah speaking of alcatraz if you if you do plan on going that's the one thing that you kind of have to book pretty far in advance i'm not even sure if there's reservations open right now for june um but if you're hearing this and you're thinking you might want to go to alcatraz definitely uh go go check it out um because it is a really cool place but you do have to get reservations for it before you get to san francisco pretty much yeah three years in a row i've not gone to alcatraz (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, there's also a lot of other fun places. Like if you want to rent a car, you can go up to Muir Woods, see some of the redwoods up there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Um, and then just uh, walking around, you know, downtown San Francisco, there's lots of cool stuff. There's Chinatown. There's uh, Fisherman's Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf. There's lots of cool restaurants and shops there. North, wow. North Beach has a lot of it- great Italian restaurants. Um, oh, yeah. One of our favorites is the Stinking Rose, which is a, you know, garlic is is a prime ingredient in everything they make there. It's Def- And actually, like, I think all of the garlic in that's sold either in the United States or something like that is is grown in a city right outside of of the Bay Area. And, and that's, I think, why they started this restaurant there. But yeah, it's it's delicious food, and maybe just go with all your friends. Uh, don't go if, if you have a hot date or anything like that. But <laughs> garlic is okay as long as both of you eat the same amount. That's yeah, fair. <laughs> and there's lots of other great restaurants there. Um, it's also not too far from Lombard Street, which you have to check out at least once. It's the crookedest street in the world. Um, people get in line to drive their car down the street. It's a it's a unique scene. Um, yeah. Pretty well-off folks live on that hill, and lots of nice cars go through there. Did they close that off to the public? I read something about them wanting to at least close off the, the driving part to the public. I could see the residents not wanting the tourists <laughs> driving through there. Um, yeah. It was still open two years ago. I'm not sure if it is yeah. now. It was open last year, but I remember reading something about it being shut down. But, yeah, so you're not going to rent a car and drive down there, but you can definitely walk to it 
and walk up it. It's a nice, nice set of steps to climb. And wear comfortable shoes. Uh, lots of walking, uh, which is great. But, uh, but you want to be comfortable doing it. Yeah, make sure you have your pedometer app going. And then post those screenshots to Twitter because you will be getting a lot of steps. I think last year on my phone, I probably logged an average of nine to 10,000. And the Sunday was somewhere probably around 16,000 steps, which was pretty good. It's good for me. It's really good for me. And did you guys take the trolley or streetcar at all? Not last year. That's kind of a, a San Francisco staple, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's something they're known for. The, the cable uh, car? Yeah, the cable car. Yeah. I always feel like that's too touristy. Yeah, it, and you got If you try and get on at the turnabout in Union Square, you can wait in line for a long time, but if you go up a a few blocks to one of the stops you can usually get on because they leave room to pick up passengers along the way. Yeah, it's a pretty good much tip. Yeah, pretty much all the stuff we've talked about is super touristy, but it yeah. doesn't get more touristy <laughs> than than taking taking that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that goes down to one of the stops is Giardelli Square. Um they have Giardelli chocolate and ice cream. And that's Near Fisherman's Wharf, um, real. It's a little off the beaten path from Fisherman's Wharf, but yeah, it's a little up there, um, pretty close to where people are in the bay swimming. You know, regardless of the temperature, pretty much all year round, or at least every time we've been there. Yeah, look at their wetsuits usually. Yeah, but that water is not warm. No, <laughs> even in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure all of the uh, native San Franciscans who are listening to this, which hopefully there aren't any, are like going crazy because of all the horrible tourist advice we've given everyone. Um, <laughs> but but now, do you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, what what actually happens with the actual conference? What things to do? What things to watch out for? Actually, if there are any native tour native San Franciscans that want to shout out shout at us, hit our Twitter account at sharedins. <laughs> <laughs> And we will retweet it, no matter how bad we look. Yeah. I think with the conference itself, the pretty much the thing you have to do the first time you go is get up insanely early and go stand in line for hours uh, so you can get into the big keynote in the main room. If you come in later, you might end up in the overflow room. But it's it's kind of a rite of passage to... Stand out there in line for three yeah. plus hours to. Oh, it's more than that. Yeah, people line up just like you know some Apple device launch, like the night before. They'll get their lawn chairs and be sitting outside Moscone, uh, just ready to go. Um, I think the yeah. earliest I've I've done is like maybe seven or eight o'clock Pacific because of the transition from East Coast time, but. I find that if you're in line by 7 local time, that you're going to get into the main room and probably get a decent seat. Yeah. Um, You may not be the first one to get to some of the 
the little holding areas where they have all the donuts and uh, the uh, Gowala or Dawala. Dawala? Dawala. They stopped doing that. Yeah, Adwala. they stopped doing that last yeah. year. If you're going to Dub Dub, file a radar to try and get the Dwallas back, because I've heard <laughs> they do listen to that feedback. But if you haven't been, they're really delicious and normally really expensive fruit drinks that they had all over the place. Yeah, but they are pretty caloric, so you got to watch out how many of those you drink. Yeah. Well, you just walk around San Francisco and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always think that with all the walking I've done, I should probably lose some weight when I come back, but seems to just net out to be the same. Bounces out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, um, seven in the line. You're probably going to get in the main area. And what they do is they fill up the middle first. So the guys that are there super early, they get there and they're getting their front row area behind the press. But then the guys that are there kind of early, then they start filling up the sides and I've had, uh, like, stage left, I think it was, and been almost the front row. So you can get some pretty good seats. They're just a little off to the side. Yeah, I think some of the people from my, from my company did that, and they ended up, like, hanging out right next to all the celebrity board, board members just off to the side so that, like, they were seeing, like, Al Gore and Steve Wozniak and stuff just hanging out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was funny watching Wozniak ride around Moscone with the Segway that one year. Yeah. So, yeah, get there early, but you don't have to get there too early. And there are there is a meetup for people that don't want to wait in the line. Was it Mimi's Restaurant? Does that sound familiar to you guys? I'm not sure. I never did that. I always was in line. And At some point. That's a great yeah. opportunity to... You're going to be in line for three-plus hours with people you've never met before, so it's a great opportunity to meet new people. Well, that's just industry. the start of your line waiting. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it, yeah, exactly. It's great practice for the rest of the week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think this year, more than other years, there's going to be a lot of people that don't know people because just the random drawing. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the folks I know going, it's their first year or or they've only been once before. So it seems to be a much newer group, uh, which is great. Yeah. So if you're getting the opportunity. Yeah. So if you're a loner, go find somebody else who's a loner, pair up. And chances are you'll find somebody who's been there more often and and it's definitely a good way to make contacts right and there's lots of events going on throughout the week uh, so plan ahead uh, there's parties for and meetups for all sorts of things you know, I know github and crushlytics and push i o and a bunch of different companies have events going on that week yeah and, and guess what there's an app for that. Exactly. The um, uh, WWDC Parties app. I think there might be a Twitter account as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the, I, I think the last year I went, the parties were filling up pretty quick. Yeah. So if there's one you want to get to, register RSVP in advance, well in advance. Right. Probably if you're listening, by the time you're listening to this, you'll need to hop on it right away. 
to get into some of the more popular parties. But there's still a lot of good side parties or lesser right. parties that you can get to. And to some degree, it's almost better to just find a group of people, go to a bar or a restaurant or somewhere and and chat. Uh, some of the parties tend to get really loud and definitely seem to be you know, favoring a younger more, more alcohol driven alcohol driven exactly group of people which if that's your thing more power to you yeah well i think our demographic according to google's google analytics is most of our demographic is going to like the quieter parties speaking of the kind of quieter random meetups i remember one of the one of the most fun times i had was a couple years ago it was probably like 10 p.m. and I'm walking around and I see like the test flight guys handing out t-shirts uh just like on the sidewalk so this wasn't at a party or anything like that so went and got some free test flight t-shirts talked to the the guys and of course Apple's acquired them since then but yeah they're not gonna give out t-shirts this year yeah but I mean you'll you'll see lots of that lots of companies or uh people who are trying to do business with with app developers giving out all kinds of free stuff and normally it's like some of the people working on the product so you can probably yeah. get questions answers or have some good conversations with them you may even run into you know some apple engineers here and there hanging out at some places so yeah what's the bar across the street from moscone it's jillian's oh, uh, okay uh, they have games and pool and all sorts of fun stuff there and, and there's a great indie developer party or meetup the night before the conference starts definitely recommend going to that yeah that's a very good one i, I enjoy that one it's a lot of good people to meet there yeah and we did meet some apple engineers at that one that's true <laughs> accidentally trolled them <laughs> <laughs> it was the iWork guys and they hadn't put out a new version in a while. And then there was a big announcement the next yeah. day. <laughs> so you figured out why they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I work for iCloud or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about what you do at the conference. And you know, what are some of the things people should do that they might not think about? Well, for me, it's a little bit of a pet peeve, but. A lot of times people will get up at the in the last 15 minutes of a session just to get to their next session so they can be early in line. And I think sometimes you miss some good stuff in, inside those sessions at the last minute. And, yeah, they're going to be on video, and you can catch it later, but still. I think, I think that's probably an argument for not getting up and walking out on the presenter. It's not like you're going to miss anything in the other presentation. All you're going to do is stand in line longer. Yeah, you might as well just sit there and wait and get to the next session. You know, some of the sessions do fill up, but generally, I I don't think it's a problem getting into other things. And like you said, the videos are going to be there, so be polite. the The lunch talks are one uh, time I would maybe make an exception for that because those those do fill up you probably do want to get in line for those or because everyone else seems to get in line for the lunch sessions and they always have some interesting topics that you may not even get a video of afterwards right and i think i think by far the best 
event I went to at WWC was J.J. Uh, Abrams' lunch session. That was... That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we were pretty close. We were like seven rows back, maybe, from the front. Um, maybe a little closer than that. Yeah. And we skipped the session before and just got in line. And it was a, it was a great presentation, great talk, very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't be afraid to just find the beanbag chairs and zone out a little bit if you're getting worn out. That's that's not a bad thing. And there's probably some other people around there that may might want to talk to you eventually after they are done after they're done zoning out. Yeah, and I will say the box lunches that Apple provides aren't anything to get excited about. Uh, so yeah. don't be afraid to go out for lunch and sample some of the local cuisine. Yeah. The box and lunches are edible, but there's definitely a lot of good places around. I will say the one benefit of the box lunches is you can grab the lunch and get in line for for a session or, better yet, go to the, the big lunch area and sit down with people you don't know yet and introduce yourself and get to know more people. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of the big lunch area, I bet you're going to say the same thing, Sam. They have the fastest internet ever there. Yeah, so and bring, bring your... your Ethernet adapter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got to imagine that they've got those out. Oh, yeah, that's right. They nowadays. did have those last year. They, last year they did have them. And they were... Um, were they, they Thunderbolt Ethernet adapters? Yes. Okay. Because you, and, I mean, you can take full advantage of this feed. I remember downloading, you know, three gig, three gigabytes of Xcode, and you know, like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, that you can expect to be like cached on some kind of proxy server, but yeah, but just to go out the speed test, speedtest.net, <laughs> <laughs> those numbers are insane. Yeah, it's like you're definitely on the fiber backbone right there. It's awesome. And this may just be us poor mid Midwest folks who don't have access to to real gigabit internet. Maybe you know all, all the cool people from the big cities are, are used to that, but it's definitely going to be way better than your hotel's Wi-Fi. That's for sure. Oh uh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, my it's hotel Wi-Fi was practically non-existent. My mm-hmm. LTE connection was better. Well, I think it depends, too, like when people are starting to do their video chats with their spouses and stuff like that. Like in the late evening or something, it's going to be really slow at the hotels. And some hotels, I think, do charge for Internet. Not all of them provide it for free. Even the ones that charge, it's pretty horrendous, though. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, didn't know this, but not don't assume that. The hotel has private bathrooms in each room. Uh, some of the hotels have shared bathrooms. That's probably something you don't want to find out when you get there. I haven't run into that, but yeah. There's at least one hotel that's pretty close to Moscone that is set up like that. So there's a shared shared restrooms in the in the hallway. Hmm. There are some that are relatively cheap and still decent. And there are definitely some oh, yeah. that are very expensive down there, even at the yeah. conference rate. And the prices are, they go way up. If you're not on the conference rate, you can easily spend $400 a night on a hotel Yeah, for a tiny room with 
bad internet. <laughs> but the conference rate does apply Saturday night, so you're you're safe as for... as long as you book it. Um, well, they they still have availability. Yeah. Well, that they've they're probably all sold out at this point. Yeah. So one other thing when you're at the conference I highly recommend people take advantage of is attending the labs. That's This is the one time a year Apple lets their engineers out and they bring a thousand engineers to the event and you can talk to the people who wrote Core Data or SpriteKit or whatever it is that you're working with currently and schedule time to get assistance on what you're working on. You just can't it's definitely worth the price of the ticket just for that opportunity. Uh, and it's not just engineers. It's also marketing folks and usability folks that can review your app and give you advice on marketing your app or or how to improve the user experience. Yeah. You've done that before, Alex, haven't you? Yeah, the, the design lab uh, feedback that we got for some of our apps was awesome, and we like use most of the feedback that we got from them. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, even talking to some people in the, uh, you know, the regular technical labs, you, you talk with some of the people working on UI kit who can fix issues like usability issues that you're having with your app. Um, it's, it's a really great, uh, opportunity that I think a lot of people don't take advantage of when they're at WWC. They're all just like, oh, look at all the new shiny things in the sessions. Uh, one one other nice thing is if you do play with the new shiny things, uh, that's a good place to, to get some help. And also, like, the prime time, if you have any bugs that you find, uh, to, to get it in front of, you know, the people who are working on them so it'll actually get fixed. Because if you wait, you know, another three or four months and it's in a shipping product you know apple's already moved on to you know ios 10 by that point so odds are that your your bug is going to fix go down tr- dramatically if you don't do that real quick well this past year though it seemed like they kind of rolled things out much more piecemeal but yeah yeah i think they definitely seem to be trending towards smaller releases throughout the year and more frequent smaller more frequent releases mm-hmm. but i don't know if i'd count on that for next year as well yeah uh, definitely with the ux lab people start lining up for that one early to get an appointment and the, the appointments they go quick yeah but I, I would definitely start thinking about something you can bring into the lab or you know when they do announce something new that you're excited about you know one of the best times we had was going back to one of the tables and sitting down and working with at I think it was UI Collection View when it was first released. We started building with that and, and brought it back to the labs and talked to the engineers about what we were doing, how we were doing it wrong, and how to do it better. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, one other thing that's that's useful, I, I think, when you're at the end of the sessions, um, you know, the it, you don't really often have. And a time to you know go, go talk to the evangelist. So a lot of times they'll stick around afterwards, and you know answer a couple quick questions, or uh, you can even just you know kind of say hi and, and get to know them for when you have questions in the future. I've heard lots of people who have said they've had you know great experiences from from doing that. Yeah, yeah. The that's what the evangelists are there for is to to meet with developers and. And it's great to 
be able to get to know the evangelists and you know maybe when you reach out to them next time if if you took the time to talk to them they might remember you and it, it might make it easier to get the answer that you're looking for or get help in in finding the right person to talk to so definitely figure out who the evangelists are and take the time to meet them after the sessions another thing i'd suggest doing you know this is a great opportunity to network with other developers uh, to make that easier get some business cards printed up uh, you can do that at some place like moo.com for real cheap and it's not too late they can turn them around pretty fast and you can just hand them out you know with your email address twitter handle whatever it is however you want to be reached but that makes it easier as you meet hundreds or thousands of other developers uh, Nobody's going to remember your email address if you just tell them. So business cards make it easy. Definitely. And, and when you go into some of those parties, it's always nice to have a business card to drop in because they're always asking you for one. And there's usually prize drawings. And speaking of parties, the bash, what do you guys think? Worth going? I think it's definitely something to check out if you haven't done it before or even if you had. Um, they usually get pretty good bands, though. They can be hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I think it depends on who the band is. And generally, you've got a predominantly male audience that is maybe not the most musically inclined. <laughs> um, some of them are some you know i've got lots of developer friends that are great musicians um but not everybody really gets into the music and dancing Um, and even if it's not your style of music there are some great people watching to be had at the batch uh (laughs) yeah they're like like they were kind of getting into there's it's a very eclectic mix uh uh not the normal audience that the bands are typically used to playing for that is Um, true so uh, the, the bands will even say some some funny things sometimes, and you may run into Tim Cook or you know someone hanging out, you know, watching the good, band. That's I got good, my picture with Craig Federighi last year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we almost did with Tim Cook, and you know Tim, yeah, and Craig were showing up everywhere, and uh, they were very approachable, uh, interested in what developers were working on. Uh, Craig sat in several of the sessions, often in the back with everybody else. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool that that they're out there and and approachable. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking I of that, hasn't changed. Yeah, speaking of uh, one little party and music, James Dempsey, who was a former Apple engineer, he always gets together a group of musicians and performs. Coco related songs at a bar. That's free. You have to pay for your own beer and everything, but it's fun. This the the music is kind of funny. It's yeah, it's not horrible or anything, but it was kind of a <laughs> tr- <laughs> it's a ringing endorsement, right? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> the album's out now on iTunes. Yeah. If you'd like, that's to get true. It. <laughs> and it it's was uh, James Dempsey and the Breakpoints. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was trending pretty high for when it first came out. 
But yeah, he he just gets together a group of musicians and they practice over the internet for a little while, and then at the actual bash, or not the bash, but the actual conference week, he performs at a bar. It's just fun uh, to go to. Just uh, head over to jamesdempsey.net and and see if if he'll be there. If if any of this sounds intriguing to you. <laughs> Does it seem weird that an Apple engineer would have a .NET address? <laughs> Former Apple, but still. So yeah, you guys, can you think of anything else about actually going to the conference to throw out there? Uh, I can think of one thing not to throw out there, and that's garbage all over the place, because that, that can be kind of annoying. I, oh, yeah. I've been there <laughs> a couple times, and it's like, hey, you know, you... You paid lots of money to come here, and so did everyone else here. So don't, you know, kind of be disrespectful and just throw stuff all over the floor. That's, uh, that's definitely one of my pet peeves, especially, you know, people go buy lawn chairs to sit in line for the keynote, and then they just leave them behind. Oh, those bins of lawn chairs that they yeah. collect after, afterwards. Insane. And same with food and drinks uh, in the conference hall as well. So... Yeah, please be respectful. Throw things in the garbage. Yeah, the 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 people working at Moscone, you know, they're they're paid a minimum wage, and they don't need that extra hassle. And they're nice people. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, why doesn't everyone uh, tell us where we can find you? Right. I'm Sam Quarter on Twitter. I'm AJ Robinson on Twitter. You can find me uh, at Alex Argo on Twitter. And the podcast is Shared Inst on Twitter. Also, please rate us on iTunes. Just take a little time out if you can, if you've been liking the podcast. Uh, it helps other people discover us and helps our audience grow. So we're on iTunes and also Stitcher. 